July 15th, Romans chapter 2, verse 25, through chapter 3, verse 8. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision is worth something only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, won't God give them all the rights and honors of being His own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will be much better off than you Jews who are circumcised and know so much about God's law but don't obey it. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you've gone through the Jewish ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God, and true circumcision is not a cutting of the body but a change of heart produced by God's Spirit. Whoever has that kind of change seeks praise from God, not from people. Then what's the advantage of being a Jew? Is there any value in the Jewish ceremony of circumcision? Yes, being a Jew has many advantages. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. True, some of them were unfaithful. But just because they broke their promises, does that mean God will break His promises? Of course not. Though everyone else in the world is a liar, God is true. As the Scriptures say, He will be proved right in what He says, and He will win His case in court. But some say, our sins serve a good purpose, for people will see God's goodness when He declares us sinners to be innocent. Isn't it unfair then for God to punish us? That is actually the way some people talk. Of course not! If God is not just, how is He qualified to judge the world? But some might still argue, How can God judge and condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights His truthfulness and brings Him more glory? If you follow that kind of thinking, however, you might as well say that the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. Yet some slander me by saying this is what I preach. Good morning, everyone. This is Mark Matthews, Phase 3, with this morning's poetic, inspirational message. This morning's poem is entitled, Make the Choice, Live the Dream. Scriptures for this morning's poem are found in Psalm, chapter 46, verse 10, Psalm, chapter 60, verse 12, and one that I'll read for you briefly, found in 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 54 through 56. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, our poem's entitled, Make the Choice, Live the Dream. If we could dream or make a wish that be so, to be a part of a team where all champions go, one that's known to be number one at the end of all playoffs when all trophies come, would we not jump at a chance such as this, especially if a role of importance was a gift? the chance to play for the best team ever, 
where fortune and fame all lasted forever. Now let's take things one step farther. Picture not a game, but your life in barter. To choose a life lived in God's will, or precarious darkness with deceptive chill. A game plan guaranteed to win in the end, or a quick hitting flash full of perilous sin. Which of these teams will you be a part? Spirit Speak says, it's time for your start. So go back to the teams who play in the dark, or serve our Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart. For this is real, it is you that he chose. From the life that you've lived, your value he knows. It's a time of importance, the crossroad is here. Now play for God's team, all of heaven will cheer. Look forward to real rewards of heavenly treasure. Souls won for him are priceless to measure. Thanks for listening, everyone, and may God bless you all.